We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Jack Menon here for another Brooklyn Buzz and a lot of Nets news to get through. We heard Sean Marks speak to the media front up. He was looking a little bit nervous. Some great questions from a lot of the Nets beat reporters out there. Kevin Ollie spoke. Mikael Bridges spoke. We got some information via Michael Scotto and Brian Lewis. So there's a lot to get through, but let's just dive right in. Sean Marks, he spoke on his job security, and there was a couple of little things. So he initially spoke and he said this, Joe and I have always been in complete partnership. It doesn't mean we always agree, but Joe and I will make this decision, and he's given me no reason to believe that I won't be able to make that decision, hiring the new head coach, uh, obviously what he's alluding to. But then we got something from Brian Lewis, I think today, uh, as you guys are listening to this, it might be yesterday. But he said this, Sean and Joe have been very tight. They've had a very close relationship. He has enjoyed Joe's complete trust. Anytime anyone has ever asked me whether Sean will be back, I've always emphatically stated, whether it was a year ago or the break of the big three, that he'd be coming back. Now, when people ask me, honestly, I don't know. I can't sit here now and say I have complete confidence that he'll be back. I'm not stating as fact that he won't be back. I'm just stating that I don't know that he will be. When you hear that from Brian Lewis... You listen, because that I think is coming right from the top, and Mr. Joseph saw himself. So, the seat is warming up for Mr. Marks, and I think it's deservedly so. You know, accountability across the board. So it's intriguing to see, intriguing to see, and I think that you know, in twelve months, in come the off season, Sean Marks seems to be there. But like, if you ask me to give a percentage on it, I'd lead seventy thirty, but. It might be leaning more like, you know, 65-35 now. Obviously, we also heard in terms of his future, I think Mike Scotto spoke about the fact that he could be even promoted. Uh, This is, he said, 
Scott, I floated the idea of Jeff Peterson, the current Nets uh, in the GM ranks, the assistant, a part of the front office, promoted to GM and Sean Marks promoted to president of basketball operations in order to keep uh, Jeff Peterson because he's being uh, lured to Charlotte. They're, they're heavily interested in him. Now, I'm not sure how interested in, I am in that. I would rather see, it feels like failing upwards if Sean Marks were to get a, somehow get a promotion. Now, obviously... You know he's been he's had his misgivings and he said about that as well. You know he talked he talked about the accountability from himself in terms of the roster and stuff. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But I, if it means retaining Jeff Peterson, that you're going to elevate a guy that, like, promoting a guy that has been not incapable of his job, but has had plenty of mistakes. It just seems to be a, a little bit silly and a little bit misguided. But who knows if that does happen. But Jeff Peterson does seem to be a priority for the Nets in the front office. And he's done a lot of good work for the Nets over the last couple of years. And it seems to me that they could be, if that were the case, they could be going via a route of what the Pelicans are doing with Trajan Langdon uh, and David Griffin over there. And obviously Trajan Langdon, formerly of the Nets organization. So, yeah, a few little things. The, the, the seat is warming up for the Kiwi, Mr. Sean Marks. But he also said in terms of himself, the accountability. He said, first and foremost, we all need to take accountability. I need to take accountability. The roster is my responsibility. I'm not shying away from that. When you have to make a decision like moving off of a head coach, it's not entirely JV's fault here. We can all look in the mirror and, and say what we could do differently, what we can do better. So it's... This is one of the few times in recent memory that I've seen Sean Marks not give the wishy-washy, window-glossing, word-salad sort of stuff. It, it was genuine. Like, this was sort of like, okay, uh, things are heating up now for not just me, but the organization as a whole. You know, he's made plenty of mistakes. He has hired and fired three head coaches. He made, you know, obviously, we heard... In the past, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Brian Lewis on Eric Slater's podcast speak about the fact that, yes, yeah, Steve Nash had ties with uh, with Kevin Durant, but the ties were really with Sean Marks. That was a Sean Marks hiring. And I think Josiah and Sean Marks, that relationship isn't fractured, I would say, but it is a professional relationship. And if you're not performing professionally, then you will you know, be reassessed accordingly to the results that you are producing in your job and Sean Marks has produced to varying levels of success you know I think his greatest successes were when he was first instilled you know into the Nets organization so we'll wait and see how that all does pan out and good to hear that he is taking the accountability but he also did allude to the fact that he seems to be confident in attracting free agents and he was asked about whether and Nick and I spoke about this because this was reported by in via Ian Begley about Nets attracting free agents. He said, we've shown the ability to put this franchise at the top of the map. That's the plan to do again. We want this to be a destination where not only free agents want to come, but where we can develop our own guys. Now, look, I think some of that is has varying truths to it. I think attracting free agents, I think if Kyrie didn't want to come, is that really the Nets attracting them? But I think they created the environment and Sean Marks created that culture and environment around you know D-Lo, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dimley, those sort of guys to attract a, a desirable destination that was more attractive than the Knicks, which Kevin Durant did discuss with his agent, Rich Kleiman. So the, the Nets, he, and he was a big part of that. But develop our own guys, they've done that. 
But in terms of right now, I think that, again, there's varying degrees where you can say tick or X next to that. I think that you know, Cam Thomas's development is the one that I think matters most right now. And under Kevin Ollie, which I'm excited to see and excited to talk about, we'll see how that goes. But he also did allude to this. We've got to show them there's a pathway to win here. I think there's a very clear pathway from draft assets, cap room, and everything else we've got. And I think this city speaks for itself. It's been very clear that people have wanted to come in and play in the past. Again, I alluded to that just a bit. It's not as if my phone wasn't ringing the last 48 hours with people wanting to come here. Now, that is interesting because we've heard, and Nick and I have heard and discussed the direction of the Nets incessantly attracting free agents attracting free agents attracting free agents we're hearing that from the horse's mouth the guy who makes those decisions you know with joe Sy. so free agent targets are gonna be the way that the nets will go with this donovan mitchell others hopefully someone higher level than that but donovan mitchell is a great player unto himself but it seems to me that the nets are going the free agent route again i don't necessarily agree with it I think the other route of getting your assets back for Mikel Bridges would have been more fortuitous and a a greater direction. But if the Nets can prove me wrong and be good and get Donovan Mitchell and pair him with Mikel Bridges or Trey Young or whatever, and the Nets are a good team, I'll be happy. I don't mind being wrong if the Nets are good guys. Some people seem to misconstrue that with some of the things that I do say. So I want the Nets to be good. It's as simple as that. If the Nets are good with Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, whoever else it might be, Kevin Ollie, whatever the new head coach might be, cool. I, I, I like being wrong if it means the Nets have success. But if I am vindicated in some of my doubts, then I'll continue to spout some of them on this podcast and elsewhere because I do that from a place of where I want the Nets to be better. And I think Sean Marks can be better. I think Joe Sy can be better. These decisions that are being made, the players can be better. And I think that accountability is starting to be shed, a spread across the organization a little bit, which is a good to see. After the break, guys, we'll get to a little bit of coaching news, including around the Nets' future head coaching, possible candidates, Kevin Ollie, Mikhail Bridges, and a few little tidbits here and there. Now, via Mark Stein, so this was reported a little bit ago via his newsletter, newsletter, excuse me. Mike Budenholzer's name immediately circulated as a potential Nets candidate in the wake of Vaughn's dismissal, which was no surprise given Marks and, Vaughan, Marks and Budenholzer's shared ties to San Antonio. But Bud figures to be a top contender for multiple off-season job openings. He surely has an incentive to see how the coaching market develops, he reports. I, I've made, Nick and I have discussed uh, on the last pod you know, names and, and our thoughts on them. Uh, I can probably give more individual thoughts because we also got some extra candidates reported via Mike Scotto, James Borrego, Jay Wright, Jordy Fernandez, Sean Swinney, Chris Quinn, Dave Yeager. A lot of those names were reported by, not reported by, but discussed by Nick and myself. Now, I think a team is what's needed to sort of, you know, a good team, whether it's around Bud, you know, if it's Mike Bullenhoser and James Borrego and those two guys leading the organization, I'll be pretty happy with that. But I've also, I don't know why, I have my own opinions for, dip, for varying reasons. I like Chris Quinn as one of the head, you know, he's been uh, a lead assistant in Miami for a considerable amount of time and Miami's culture and environment of success, development and standards is something that I think would breed pretty well onto the Nets. Now, Mike D'Antoni, you know, is, is a name that Dave Yeager, I'm, I'm less warm to. Jordy Fernandez, I'm a fan of. Sean Sweeney, I don't know a heap about, but the reason why, you know, Chris Quinn is a guy that I alluded to 
is because I think he could be a good head coach. I think he could be a Will Hardy, a Mark Degnall. These sort of guys that come in and immediately find success with the principles they instill, the standards they instill, and the X's and O's knowledge that they do have. So I'm a fan of Chris Quinn. But I will also support the organization. And we did hear that the the search will be extensive. Sure, Mark's listened to the buzz. And that was good to hear that with the, the search will be extensive and detailed. So... I want to hear all these guys and more interviewed. I want to hear all those names. I want to see a, a quality team built around you know, whoever the next head coach might be. And it might be Kevin Ollie. But Marx did say this as well on the process. Like always, they're not going to be publicized. I don't do that. So I know you guys are going to ask, was he or she, were they part of the search? That's not the way we work here. Now, we will get little trinklings and here or there via your Mark Steins, your Mark Scottos here and there. So they're not going to say it, but... We also will hear it a little bit uh, around the wings here and there. So, yeah, in, I'm excited. I'm excited about the process, and it's just it seems to me that a bit more, bit more life instilled into the organization. Something new, something to to ride home about, and someone new to ride home about is Kevin Ollie, ladies and gentlemen. Dear Lord, this guy is is something. You know, from what we've heard from him early on, you know. Kevin Ollie and Cam Thomas might have the, the greatest relationship of any coach and player that's lasted a couple of days because we heard Kevin Ollie said Cam Thomas gave him the biggest hug ever after today's practice. And you know, Cam Thomas alluded to that he wanted he was considering going to UConn, you know, and, and playing under you know Kevin Ollie during his time uh, in college. So that would have been cool. But I'm intrigued to see how Kevin Ollie can utilize Cam Thomas. He also did allude to the fact that you know there will be some defensive and offensive principles changed, and he said. You know, they're going to change things in the pick and roll in terms of their defense there and offensively generating high quality looks. But I want to just get to this quote. He said this, it's not all on JV. We all have a part in this. And I know he took a lot of bullets up here for a lot of people. And the respect I have for him is always overflowing, but it definitely has an effect with the players. At the end of the day, life's going to throw some punches. If you really want this thing and you want to get contracts and you want to play in this league, life is going to hit you. And it's like, what am I going to hit back? What's the grid I'm going to have when I turn the page? This is the life that we chose. I played 13 years for 12 different teams. So I'm experiencing all this. Coaching changes, being traded, 10-day contracts, being an assistant coach at UConn, becoming a head coach, understanding how you can make a change and how you can make a commitment in chaos. I'm used to this. I'm built for this. I'm built for this, man. Like that, that, the amount of brick walls that I'm sure plenty of Nets players are going to be running through for this guy is going to be lengthy and extensive. But if he, if Kevin Ollie coaches as good as he communicates through the media and such then this guy might be the next Eric Spolstra but you know we words are what they are talk is what it is but if he can translate that to the X's and O's and get the buy-in from the players then it, it's gonna be it's gonna be some exciting times ahead I'm excited to see what he does and and Nick will be covering the next game and I'll be watching it and I'll be listening and it's gonna be intriguing to see how Kevin Ollie leaves his imprint on this team I'm excited you know I posted on He's had so much of an effect across the league. You know, Lou Williams has spoken highly about him. Kevin Durant's spoken highly about him. This guy could be, you know, whether he's our next head coach, I'm, I'm excited to see the opportunity that he's been given. And he said, when asked what he can bring to some of the energy and effort plays Sean Mark said was lacking, he said he has a list of 17 energy-generating behaviors. The old EGBs, we all know about them. Do we? I don't know. But it, it's 17. It's It's good. He said... That was gone over extensively today. Said that the Nets can't be last in loose balls and have five charges drawn. So you know, he said he wants hunters, he wants dogs, all that sort of stuff. And it just seems to me that the the tone of, of Kevin Ollie is something that I, I'm impressed by. Again, if, if that tone can be translated into, you know, 
those 17 energy generating behaviors, those loose balls, those charges, John, those pick and roll defense, those quality offense, if those all improve incrementally, then I wanted to be part of the Nets, you know, coaching staff. But we'll we'll see how it does pan out because I think he can be an asset to the Nets. And another guy that is an asset to the Nets is Mikael Bridges. And he spoke about the Josh Hart podcast and, and a few things here and there. And I'll get to the quotes. He said, I'm here now and want to stay here. I'm going to keep grinding, getting to wherever we've got to win. This is what I'm here for. I'm here to win. And all that other shit don't mean no, don't mean nothing with the accolades I wasn't raised when things get tough to leave and get out I know people might want to think different situations different teams I've got my boys over there in New York so everybody goes with that I'm here now and want to stay here and I think the Jacques Vaughn decision maybe cemented that a little bit he was he was speaking about you know fixing things he was quite animated in terms of what he was saying so it, it was nice to see that the the tone of, of Mikhail Bridges himself as one of the franchise leaders be a bit more forthright, be a bit more aggressive in, in what he's sort of saying. So, yeah, we'll see. And obviously being the centerpiece moving forward, you know, it'll be intriguing to see if they can attract via him. One, two other things I wanted to quickly touch on, guys. Mike Scotto spoke about a possible Cam Thomas extension and he said this, I don't know if they're going to make an aggressive push to get a contract extension done. I'm sure there will be talks and I'll circle back on this months from now when it's eligible, but my gut tells me this won't get done. Obviously, things can change in a matter of months and a matter of days in the NBA, but just a little tidbit to keep an eye on for Cam Thomas's future within Brooklyn and whether he gets a contract extension or not. And also, the Nets did sign Jalen Martin of the Westchester Knicks, formerly... You know, he was all he has some history uh, with uh, Kevin Ollie. You know, he was a, a graduate of Overtime Elite, where Ollie was a coaching direct, director. And he's, you know, 6'6, 3 and D sort of wing. He's been averaging 15 points a game, shooting over 40% uh, in the G League affiliate for, for the Knicks. And, you know, he does offensively, you know, he's a good ball handler. You know, he's got good athleticism. He's good off the catch and shoot. He's a good cutter. He's a good point of attack defender I think that's where he, he seems to sort of stick out from what I've seen in the tape and what I've read about him but yeah nice nice little hire from from Kevin Ollie I think he can do some stuff he's shown he can do some stuff in New York and uh, for, for the for their G League affiliates so we'll, it'll be intriguing to see whether he does get the time but guys that is it for now on this Brooklyn Buzz plenty of stuff to discuss plenty of stuff moving forward for this Nets team there's a bit of juice there's a bit of life there's a bit of love as always subscribe to the Brooklyn Bars on all streaming platforms if you can give us five stars give us a rating and review that'd be much appreciated Nets world let's go everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.